0: You're listening to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast with Nola Heal. Nola has over 30 years of experience in financial and operations management for companies around the world. As a part-time CFO, she's dedicated to working with businesses of all sizes to create sustainable growth and amplify strategy.
1: Today, I'm excited to be joined by Devon Duran the owner of multiple real estate-centric companies and a retired NBA player. Over his professional basketball career, Devin played a season with the Indiana Pacers, briefly with the Phoenix Suns, and later with several European basketball teams. He was a consensus All-American at Brigham Young University, as well as a two-time academic All-American, and was voted one of the top 10 Utah college basketball players of the 20th century. Devon has been named one of the 50 most influential sports figures in Utah by Sports Illustrated and was inducted into the Utah Sports Hall of Fame in 2016. Devon has been a real estate investor for over 25 years. As an investor and speaker, he developed a way to look at adding value to properties and saw the close ties to adding value to all aspects of life in both personal and professional arenas. An inspirational public speaker, Devon has spoken to thousands of groups around the world over the past 40 plus years on a variety of topics from athletics to education and investing to parenting. Currently, he speaks on the importance of moral values and how they impact many areas of our personal lives as well as our companies and organizations. Devin lives in Provo, Utah with his wife, Julie. Together, they have six children and 16 grandchildren. Welcome, Devin. Thank you very much for the opportunity to chat today. Your accomplishments between your basketball careers, your real estate investing, and your leadership activities are extensive. Recently, you've also written a book, The Values Delta. Can you perhaps take us back with some background beyond the bio? What got you started down these very varied paths?
2: Well, first, Nola, thank you for having me on your bot, your podcast, and I congratulate you on all the successes that you have with your business and and these wonderful podcasts. So, thanks for the opportunity oh, to you. to share some of my story. And <clears throat> you know, I I. I uh, when I was young, I grew up and I had a dream to be a basketball player. And <clears throat> I was fortunate enough, I had some wonderful coaches along the way, some fantastic teammates, and had all the right pieces uh, that would allow me to, to excel in basketball. And I love that, that portion That's... of my life. But as I share in, in my book, I, when I reached the NBA, I didn't last long there. Oh. And uh, they, they, I guess they encouraged me to go get a real job, and <laughs> uh, so, so with that I started looking around and and uh, ended up uh, involved in real estate and uh, loved that path. But as I, I thought about in real estate, I was always looking for opportunities to to add value to properties. And over time, I thought, what, what, what I really hope to do is add value to people,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: people individually, people collectively in different organizations, companies, groups, and how I, I might do that. And that's where we settled in on the, the, the values delta and how our values can, can make a difference in our personal lives as well as our professional lives.
1: that's really really fascinating so in a way it's all connected and congratulations on being so driven that in your youth you there was something you know a goal you had in mind and off you went and you actually accomplished it as you say you credit your coaches but you must have uh, the drive was obviously there to 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 be as successful as you have been so it must be pretty disorienting to be thrust into the spotlight in some of these arenas, be it basketball at an an early age, and then the, the amount of speaking and that 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 you do on stage. Do you have any particular characteristics to which you credit your your ability and success in these areas
2: well i thank you for that question when i when I that uh, it always brings thoughts back to when I was younger. <clears throat> I have an older brother. And you know, so in, in that sense, you're always competing and trying to, to keep up with your older brother. And he was a tremendous blessing to me because even as an older brother, on one hand, he would pound on me and encourage me to do better in his own way. And on the other hand, he, he was always so positive. Uh, with me and and helpful and he, he he was a big plus to prepare me for everything that came in my future and then I was also the beneficiary of having uh, the perfect parents in, in my eyes they were perfect I know they had their faults uh, but but they just uh, at every turn they, they seemed to to help me and, and support me when I would stumble they were there and and when I had success, uh, they were also there to keep me on uh, solid ground. And, and so it seemed like almost every direction I turned throughout my youth, there, were, there was someone there to, to guide me and help me and, and encourage me and open so many doors uh, that, that led to good things in adulthood.
1: Oh, that is really fantastic. So that's probably taken you into very many interesting places in your career if you happen to to look back on all these things. Now, writing a book must be quite an undertaking. I would think it's a lot of hard work and pretty challenging. So what made you decide to write The Values Delta?
2: Well, y- years ago, I had the opportunity to speak at Brigham Young University, they had a real estate class there. And so every semester I would go in and talk to these students and and we would talk about how do you add value? How do you succeed in real estate? How do you add value to, to a property, a small property, a single family home or a large apartment complex? And my speech is always centered around values recognizing value and adding value. And uh, and over time, that started to evolve into asking yourself two questions. One is what are your values? And thinking through that. And the second question is, what do you value? And, and as, as I started thinking about that for myself, and how my values would Impact those things that I value, say the the value of gratitude, and how that would impact, say, something I value, which would be my family. Mm. Uh, you know, as, as I lived a more grateful life, how would that impact them? And so, as I thought through that and how the different values and how they impact these things that are most important to us, I saw a direct correlation. And, and so, with that, I started to put ideas on paper. And I started about eight years ago to uh, try to organize my thoughts, and and uh, over time I had written I think twenty four chapters on different values that wow. were helpful to me, and and how they impacted things that were meaningful to, to me in my life, and like I say, my family or my relationship with my spouse or or my business interests, and. So from there, I thought, well, if I'm going to, I want to, I want to write a book. I'd written a book previously entitled *Reading All-American, and it was a wonderful process. I wrote it with my father. And so I started putting these ideas down and I thought, well, no one's going to want to read 24 different values. So I whittled it down to eight and focused on those values and, and uh, did some research on that and little by little uh, progressed because like we talked about earlier, writing is very taxing and difficult. It's a a wonderful mental challenge. But I I also listened to one of your earlier podcasts with Julie Broad, and I just think she's fantastic. And so I I asked for help from her and her company, Book Launchers. And they've been terrific helping me get this book to the final stages and now to publication.
1: Oh, that's fantastic to hear. So obviously you must have had the core of the book there, but um, you found value in using the professionals. I guess it's from them having experience in in how to, I guess, tie it with a bow at the end <laughs> to make it um, appealing to the to the reader whoever that target market may be so who is the target market for this particular book
2: well nola people ask me that question and, and uh it's hard to say that my market is a target market because i say i think the book works for a junior in high school as mm-hmm. well as a senior in a care, care facility so h- hardly a target from you know 15 to 95.
1: Well, that's pretty awesome, quite honestly, because it means it's a fairly diverse book. Then,
2: I think so. General I like theory. the way you put that because the and the stories are about uh, what I've learned from my children and what I've learned from from my ninety year old father. And I, I think in in our world, uh, we can all benefit from spending a little bit more time thinking about our values uh, from 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 teenagers on through the years, how are our values impacting those things that are most important in our lives?
1: Right, makes a lot of sense. So do you find that the majority of people need to actively undertake an exercise to think about their values and work from there, or do you find that a lot of people innately know they have the short list of what their core values would be.
2: I think we all know at our core what our values are. Uh, but I, I think at times we, we forget what they are because we don't spend a lot of time thinking about, OK, what are my values and, and how are they impacting things that are meaningful to me in my life? We just don't spend a lot of time doing that. <clears throat> But at this uh, in the same breath, I'd say I think almost everyone, I guess if you had a sincere desire uh, to, to to maybe think of ways that that we can what we can do individually to be a blessing not only to ourselves but to other people and we can start by thinking about, okay what what indeed are my values for example in in my case one of one of the values i like to talk a lot about is simply optimism mhm and i
1: like that one
2: how does how does an optimistic attitude how does that influence our lives individually how does that influence those we associate with how might that influence a, a corporate environment so that's a simple example of one value that I think is a, is a little, we're a little bit short on it in our world today and, and I would love to see a, that be embraced a little bit more.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I had a recent example listening to the new daily news and the comment of so many people in the room was there's got to be some good things happening in the world and yet we get the repeated negative in our lives. And I have to question if it doesn't, subconsciously penetrate us to be, become very critical rather than looking at the, the good side of things that happen. And you can't control everything in your life, but there's usually, I mean, I have a motto that I believe all things happen for a reason. And sometimes at the time, it's very hard to conceptualize why some of these bad things happen. But when one looks back on it, it probably wasn't bad after all. It probably had some reason for happening. So if you're a little more optimistic at the time, I wonder if you would see the silver lining a little more easily. So. Yeah,
2: that, that, that's very, very well said. No, and I, no, I couldn't agree more because when we are exposed to pessimism, it, it, it sinks in. I think the, the opposite is true. and and. Yes, we're exposed to, to a lot of negativity, but that doesn't mean there's not a lot of positivity in the world. It's just not highlighted as much as some of the, 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 the negative. But I think by as we make a conscious effort, a concerted effort, to say, I'm 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 gonna be more optimistic. I'm gonna take a little more time to find the, the good in the world, and, and I'm gonna emphasize that and I'm gonna share that. Uh, I write in my book about what I call the V effect. If we take, you know, even for a week or a month, we make an effort to be more optimistic, who's impacted by that again? Well, it starts with, with me, I, I'm probably more, more cheerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably have more, more energy, more enthusiasm for life, but think about my coworkers and, and think about maybe my customers and think about my family members. Uh, that V effect, that impact of making an effort to be more optimistic is felt by a number of people. And oftentimes we don't know where that ripple effect ends of taking some time to look at the brighter side of life.
1: Yeah, makes a lot of sense. So now the name of the book is The Values Delta. So how does one, I mean, delta in many cases, means change or difference. So how does one have a delta effect on your values?
2: Beautiful question. Thank you that this, I was introduced to this term delta by my son and he was a a finance major and he worked at Facebook and, and he used the term, I said, what does delta mean? And he said, well, Delta in its simplest form is just the difference between two numbers. So the delta between ten and seven is three, and and so I, I love that idea of how can we create delta in, in our lives. And so again, in in my book, the values delta, we there's a it's almost a workbook in there. There's some worksheets where you, you might say uh, I'm going to strive to be to take more initiative in my life. And and so there's a process where at the beginning, you give yourself a grade, there's a report card there. And it's similar to college grading, where you say right now, I'm probably 3.0 on the the initiative if I was grading myself, because I, I think I'm okay taking initiative, but I think I need to do that some more. And, and so, maybe that's our beginning grade is 3.0, and we take a week or two weeks or a month to really emphasize the value of initiative in our lives. And at the end of that period, we ask ourselves again, okay, was any delta created? What's the new grade? And I might give myself a 3.5. So, there's been a 0.5 in delta created. There's a difference or a change that took place because I focused on that value for a period of time. And in my book, I I, I emphasize the importance of small and simple. Uh, it, it's okay to make small and simple improvements. And e- even if, if this, this act of focusing on initiative causes me to take one step in my life that I may not have taken otherwise, I've created positive delta. And and hopefully that translates into some good things happening in in my life uh, personally, or or in in my role in my my job, or in, in the ownership of my business.
1: That's absolutely fantastic. In fact, in the book you have some some really fun stories. So I, I certainly do encourage everybody to read the book. It's 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 a, a very nice read. But um, that's a valid comment. That you actually did some experiments and you proved that the values delta is equally applicable in one's personal life as well as in a business. Can you perhaps give us maybe recount one or two of those stories to give an example of how it was found to make a difference in
2: a business? Yeah, I'd love to do that. I, I share a story about a gentleman I call Rick and, and uh, <clears throat> so Rick was a good friend. And this is a fictional story. And, and just, just to make a point, but we, we get together for lunch. And I say, hey Rick, I want to share something with you. And I, I asked him, <clears throat> what are the values of your company? And, you know, he listed three or four quickly. And then he said to me, I, I know there's more, I just can't remember them. And, and I, I think that happens a lot in, in the corporate world and, and other organizations where at one point we establish our values, but over time we forget what our values are. And so I then asked him, okay, so what, what do you value as a company? And he said, well, we value our customers and, and we value our employees and we value our relationship with the community fairly common things that a business owner might say. And so then we got into conversation about, okay, how, how are these values impacting these different elements that you're focused on as a, as a business operator? And I, I he said, okay, I, I, I know where you're going here with this. Uh, I said, w- would you be willing to try this in your company? Maybe in one or two of your divisions, just ask them, to focus on one of your corporate values and to focus on one thing that you value, let's say it's your customers and one of your corporate values is service. And so for a period of time there's a special emphasis and focus on increasing enhancing the level of service towards our customers now it sounds very simple very straightforward and, and so. Uh, Rick took this idea and said, yeah, I'll give it a try. So he went back to his company, talked to some of his division heads, presented this idea, went through, okay, what are our values? Which values should we focus on? And uh, which area of our company are we going to apply that focus value to? Are we going to, our employees or our customers or or the community? How, how do we want to do that? So he presented the idea. So time passed and you know, then I got a call back from Rick and, and, you know, he had a lot of energy in his voice and he said, Hey, it worked. Uh, He he said, you know, my division heads, they tried different values and they reported positive things. And then they even said, you know, and even in one division, we've noticed a difference, positive Delta in, in the bottom line. Wow. And so, and that's part, part of what, what I'm trying to share in this book is, yeah, there the are good things that will happen. Positive delta will take place. Some of it's qualitative. We you know, we mm-hmm. can't really measure it. But in some cases, it will be quantitative. And in my book, I share some stories where I can actually measure the values delta in dollars. So that, that's one story that's the, the I share at the absolutely
1: report. yeah, it's pretty awesome, so in your leadership experience and with any clients that you 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 probably have been able to keep track of, do you find that the focus on creating delta in values becomes cumulative, that it raises an awareness perhaps to focus on values, and even though perhaps they're new flavor of the day or month or week becomes another one of the values. Does the first one continue to grow? And hence it's perhaps a thought process that these people are, well, probably one value is probably that they are aware of what the corporate values are, which as you say, many people are not, they forget them. But does this focus on the value delta become almost a, a snowball effect where it grows through everything in the company.
2: Yeah, again, well said. I, I wish you were my publicist, Nola. You just summarized what the hope of my book is. And awesome. I, I'll take you back to, you know, that's essentially what Benjamin Franklin said. He wrote the book of virtues. Okay. And, and he had 13 virtues where he would he would do one a month, and that, that, was, that was his intent, was that they would be cumulative. And, and that's my hope with this book. If we spend time on <clears throat> maybe the, the value of communication, I want to communicate better in, in whatever sphere I'm in. That And I say I focus on that for a week or a month. Well, I hope the impact of that short period of time, a week or a month, Uh, carries on beyond that while I'm not focusing on that particular value. It carries on and I might add the value of service on top of that. So absolutely, we hope that the positive delta is cumulative and that it becomes a process for people. Oftentimes that's hard to sustain effort over time. But hopefully, I'm trying to outline a way that's that's simple enough where it is sustainable. For a year or two or 10, uh, as we start to think about the importance of values and how they impact us, one nice thing is that there's no end to the list of values that we could focus on to, to bring in positive delta into our lives. So you're spot on. And that's the hope is that these values will be cumulative. And over time, small and simple things will become large and and lasting.
1: Yeah, almost leverage up the value of your personal life, as well as your business life, where you are trying to exercise these values. So the two important questions are, what are your values? And what do you value? Now, what is a good approach for people to start down this road? Do they choose, say, one of their values to try and practice in one particular area of something they value? Or would they try to exercise that item across a few areas, things or people that they value?
2: Yes. Thank you for that question, the the way I like to respond to that is, let's keep it as simple as we can. And even small efforts are appreciated. So just focus on one value at a time. In the book, we do two lists. One is, okay, what are your values? And the other second is what do I have values? So if I in its simplest form on the what I value list, you're going to find my family, my friends, and Fun is one of the items there and fitness. And there's a lot of subcategories there, but let's just say it's my friends. And let me just choose one friend. Maybe it's a friend that I go to the gym with. And one of the things I value is is kindness. So for a period of time, I'm just gonna try to be more kind to this person that I go to the gym with. We meet at the gym and I'm gonna be more kind by being more talkative, more open and more inquisitive and, and more engaging. And let's see if I can improve that simple relationship with a with a good friend uh, uh, through these different act interactions. And maybe there's some slight improvement there that, that I can build upon in that relationship. So again, small and simple steps just focus on one value at a time. And hopefully, if the rewards come and you see Delta, it's an easy motivator to choose another focus value and maybe something else that you value to spend time on in the future. It right.
1: makes a lot of sense and almost step into it in a fairly simple way that you can incorporate into your daily life. Without a major effort, it's more a conscious effort to to try and focus in a particular area. And if you forget and slip, well, it's not the end of the world. Just try and pick up the reins again and try it again. So through your your various careers, you must have had a lot of challenges along the way. Have you found that you personally have had any techniques or secrets to overcome the challenges?
2: You know, one of the big challenges... For me, Nola, I was on a, a basketball path. And uh, again, I, I I wanted to succeed at the highest level and and I made it to the, the NBA. And but I played one season and then the next year I was cut. And and, and so it's it was a tough transition point. I, I had to leave the uh, Devin Durant, the basketball player, behind. And now it's Devin Durant, the father the husband. And I needed to find my way in a a professional arena outside of sports. And that that was a challenging time, but also a wonderful time because it allowed me to stretch and and to lean on some of the things that that I valued in my life, primarily my my wife, Julie, and, and my uh, daughter at the time, Emily, my first child and other family members, and to work through that period of time where you had to say, okay, it, it's time for, a, a let's say, a, a new adventure, a new pursuit, uh, and take some of the values that I embraced and learned in the world of athletics and apply those in, in other professional areas.
1: That sounds really awesome. I mean, they certainly do say that we... Progress and excel most when challenged or when going through difficult times. So, I have no doubt that you probably used a lot of your core personality strength and skill to move into the new areas. But um, at the time, it must have been quite a tremendous blow and a, a hurdle potentially to overcome. So that's really awesome. So in life, one comes across a lot of people who really do succeed and many who seem to repeatedly struggle. Have you, through your various um? Leadership uh, and and speaking engagements. Notice that there are any particular trends that make some succeed and others seem to fail or struggle repeatedly. Characteristics in people or anything.
2: Yeah, that that makes me think about different people that I've interacted with, with over time, and I, I th- think at, at its at its root comes back to what what we value and, and what our values are. So if you define what, what are the values of a successful person, generally speaking, um, maybe they're uh, hard workers, maybe they're diligent, maybe they're creative, and, and what have they done to develop different values to mm-hmm. create that delta over time? And, and maybe there's an element of that. But but I also think people who have a track record of not succeeding. I, I tend to think that those limits can be overcome. What? And, and, I, you know, it comes back to being optimistic. You know, I've, I, I've failed five times, I've failed 10 times. That doesn't mean that the failure needs to continue. And, and so I would ask them the question, okay, uh, <clears throat> what are your priority values and how are you going to emphasize those? How are you going to focus on these values and what's important to you and how do these values impact those things that are important? And uh, you know where you're at today, where do you want to be tomorrow? How are you going to get there? And how can an emphasis on your values get you to where you want to be? I think there's with every failure, Nola. I'm not sharing anything that's too new, but with with every failure, there's a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. And and so, what can we glean if if we're we're stumbling and falling here and there? Did we learn anything along the way? And and how can that be used to help us in the future? You know, with with my athletic background, I I would say I learned a lot more when I lost than when I won And I think that's part of of success is some people seem to learn faster uh, from their mistakes than others, but the door is always open to future success regardless of past performance.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it's those people willing to kind of pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and just try again, as as hard as that can be at the time, but just overcome that failure hurdle that what you're doing may have failed, but you as an individual are not a failure if you don't want to be a failure. As you say, the optimism comes in and, you know, I, I don't want to be known for whatever this failure might be as one example. and and move on from there. So really, yep. really valuable thoughts. So do you have any thoughts that you'd like to leave us with, perhaps anything that we haven't discussed today?
2: Well, let's see. Uh, I I think the thought I'm, I'm going to leave with, and we've touched on it a little bit today, is just there's so much good in the world. There's so many reasons to be positive. There's so many reasons to feel optimistic and that's the way I like to see life. And those are the kind of people that I like to spend time with. Mm-hmm. And so for all of us, I hope we'll take a minute and just look around and encounter blessings. You now, one of my priority values is gratitude. And I think gratitude and optimism go hand in hand as we recognize the, the good things in our lives, the positive things that have happened in our lives and, you know, recognize the hand of God in our lives and in the different things that we can enjoy. And in the midst of some challenging times and tough world conditions, uh, see the good in other people and try to spread that good. And that, that's part of the spirit of my book is that you know, even small and simple gestures and kindnesses one to another can make a big difference. Uh, I'll, I'll I had an employee once and she wrote me a simple note of gratitude and how much it meant. This was back in 2014. And so I'm talking about it eight years later. Awesome. Yeah. Just a small and simple act of expressing gratitude. And so maybe we can end on that note of just how much good there is in the world and how many opportunities there are to express thanks and and take a minute and maybe write a note uh, to a friend and and thank them for the positive Delta that they've helped create in their lives.
1: Absolutely. Very valuable. And thank you very much. I I, I really appreciate that message as we end. So if people want to learn more or want to be able to get hold of a copy of your book, where can they go?
2: You know, I invite them to come to my website. It's the valuesdelta.com. And there's links there to to buy the book. And, and there's also a video there. It's a it's a short story that my father wrote years ago, it's just a 13 minute short film, It talks about the the it's called the no tracks the value of quiet service. And so please come check out the website. But uh, uh, if you get a minute, enjoy a short film that might bring a tear to your eye and and uh, warm your heart
1: oh that 's fantastic. I love the idea that your father was willing to do the the video for you, and you know i mean it's a it 's a progression that continues through the generations into your own children as well as you commented earlier. so Thank you very much, and I will pop the link up in the show notes on the podcast page. so thank you very much for joining us today. It was a fantastic opportunity to discuss a really, really awesome concept that you've written about and able to share with all of us, even if we're not able to come to one of your speeches or, or participate personally with you. So enjoy
0: the rest of the day and thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you, Nola. It's been a pleasure for me.
0: The Unlocking Business Growth Podcast is sponsored by Protea Consulting Professional Corporation. We help our clients translate their operating and accounting data into the strategy for business growth they're truly capable of. Subscribe to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast on iTunes, Google Play and Spotify to hear from other companies that have overcome growth challenges. Get a free copy of NOLA's latest book, The 5F Strategy, Bottom Line Growth in Any Economy Without Additional Sales and Marketing. And download the financial growth scorecard at proteaconsulting.ca. Work with us to achieve your business potential. To find out if we're a fit for your business, email info at proteaconsulting.ca and follow the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast on LinkedIn and Facebook.